Hey, y'all, today's podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro in the shops at Hilltop. And I'll be real honest, I'm already having that uh, crumble craving right now. This morning as we record this, uh, my favorite, my go-to every single time is that milk chocolate chip because it's thick and it's soft and it's full of all those chocolate chips. And I love to get that box, that pink box, and I put my hand under there because that chocolate chip cookie came out of that oven fresh every single time. It's delicious. And this week, there's a ton of great flavors at Crumble. This week's flavor. Flavors, Brandon, are one in a minion. Like, you can check out the banana cream pie, every minion's favorite, the creamy, smooth banana pudding in a buttery pie crust topped with a crunchy wafer. So they also have the moon cake, and this is a cookie that's supposed to be celebrating the mid-autumn festival. Mm -hmm. It's a stamped golden cookie that's stuffed with this creamy almond filling, and that sounds amazing to me. Oh, what about the dirt cake featuring Otto? A delectable trifecta of chocolate, fudge, and cookies and cream flavors all topped with Otto the Minion and his beloved pet rock. They also have the Minion confetti. This is a fluffy and sweet confetti cookie that's decorated with Minion-inspired yellow sprinkles all over the top and the sides. And just the simple yellow sugar, a delicious sugar cookie topped with a bright yellow swoop of creamy vanilla frosting. I'm just going to tell you I'm hungry right now just thinking about it. You guys (laughs) need to stop by and check out uh, Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. Tell our friend Cody McPherson we said hi. He's an Arkansas State guy. He's a local guy. He served in the armed forces, and he brought Crumble to Northeast Arkansas. So it's Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. You can download their app or go to crumblecookies.com to see these cookies for yourself. Guys, you're going to eat every last crumb. Here's the podcast. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday, September the 14th of 2022. It's National Parents Day off day. (laughs) That's funny. I'm going to take this one off. (laughs) It's Cream-Filled Donut Day, and it's National Eat a Hoagie Day. So, Well, we do like to eat. We like to eat, so we'll do all of that. We'll take the day off, and we'll just go eat. Uh, my favorite story I saw this morning, um, <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly if this is uh, the greatest way to start, but it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, a nursing home in Taiwan, and they were affected by the whole pandemic, right? So uh, they didn't really get to have guests come in and stuff like that. So they were trying to think of a way that they could entertain the residents of the nursing home now that more people are allowed to kind of move around in Taiwan. And the company, the nursing home, decided they were going to bring in some entertainers for the gentlemen. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> they did. And Kelly, there's photos of that the entertainers. Could, that could go really bad. <laughs> oh, no, there's some people that were kind of having a good time with it. Now, unfortunately, uh, some people got <laughs> videos and photos, and some of the elder statesmen who are residents of said nursing home, <clears throat> uh, you know, enjoyed it a little bit too much. At which point people took photos and videos and they've circulated online and now the nursing home has had to apologize for this. Have you already put in an application for when you turn a certain age for this nursing home? I'll be moving to Taiwan sometime (laughs) in the next couple of years, y'all. It's time to celebrate. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Let me check uh, my DMs real quick. I want to make sure I haven't missed something over the last little bit. Uh, I've been messaging The Rock. Uh, yeah, been DMing the Rock. Yeah, D- Dwayne Johnson. Did he respond? Because I know that 
some of that stuff went down yesterday. No, I'm just DMing him. He's not DMing me back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so. He just um, hasn't seen it yet. He's got so many DMs. Well, I think that's probably the issue uh, is that he's probably just not seen it yet. He has so many DMs. That's it. I think that's probably it. But anyway, so uh, I thought it was really cool because I saw on social media that The Rock had uh, started talking about Memphis wrestling and the fact that he was in Memphis. Like, you know, Young Rock, the TV show they do, uh, for whatever reason, they're filming some stuff, like a lot of stuff in Memphis for the upcoming, I think it's the third season. So The Rock does this Instagram reel where he's like, hey, I'm here in Memphis, Tennessee, long distance information, give me Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, And he's uh, talking about his days where he first got started, where he had seven bucks in his pocket. He moved to Memphis to learn how to wrestle. Uh, and he was hanging out with, uh, you know, Jerry Lawler, and he was hanging out with my friend Downtown Bruno, and he lived with Downtown Bruno in his trailer park in Walls, Mississippi, because he only had seven bucks. And, like, the whole story was really cool. And then there's a part of it where he gives a toast to my friend Brian Christopher, uh, who's no longer with us. But that's the part where I'm like, dude, that kind of yeah, got me, right? Yeah. And then uh, I sent that, uh, you know, of course you saw it with me, and then I sent it to my wife, and she knew Brian, and uh, she kind of got emotional about that. And, then I got a DM from the king himself, Jerry Lawler, and I'm sitting here thinking, well, surely The Rock's about to message me, but, Oh, <clears throat> but he hasn't messaged me just yet. I'm sure he will, though. Uh, let's see how many followers he has on Instagram and how many people Here's probably- Here's the thing. What? Trish Stratus yes. has, she, she kind of messed you up. Why do you think she messed me up? Because she made the mistake- <laughs> Of sending you a text message. Yes. And now you think that all these superstars are going to just text you or go- DM you. I'm going to text Trish this morning and just say okay. good morning and see how she's doing. Uh, that's <laughs> weird. So I wonder if The Rock, he only has 334 million followers on Instagram. I wonder if he's found my DM yet. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? You know, maybe if you'll, if you'll tweet at him again and just be like, hey, can you search for my tweet? Like, just Did- if you'll just search for it. Yeah, you think I should do that? Hey, if you could search for Brandon or something like that. I don't know. I don't want to look too needy or anything like that, but I did offer to come over to Memphis and hang out with him if he wants to hang out with me. Here's the thing. If he is listening, you do have a million cool wrestling stories that I knew. I know you and him kind of knowing the same people and kind of missing each other during that time. Like, I guarantee you, you'd have the best conversation. And I'd like to be there. Uh, I will be the transcriber. So I will take, I don't even know, is that a word? Uh, you're going to transcribe the entire conversation we have? Yes, that's what I'll do. Okay, you're going to do that like a court reporter. Yes, and I'll just kind of stay in the background, sitting by the rock. See, I kind of played this out in my head. I was like, how would I react if like, he said, hey, man, come on over. I'm hanging out with the king, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know what? I think because he was in wrestling, I think I could play it cool. I think. Even though he is the biggest star in the world. Guys, if this does happen, I will take my phone and I will record every single thing no and you know who else is willing to go my wife she doesn't want to go with me anywhere she told me she was going to be the rock's bodyguard of course she would be she's like i'll go to memphis with you i'm like oh that's great thank you very much you don't want to go with me to anything else i do unless the rock is involved then she'll be there well he's a humanitarian and does stuff for people she just wants to be supportive brandon yeah i'm sure that's what it is anyway hey rock if you're out there if you're still in the area Shout out. We'll come over and hang out. I'm sure you might want to hang out with us. I mean. Come on now, right? Anyway, it's a cool thing. I put it up on my Instagram story if you want to check out The Rock talking about Memphis. Brandon Baxter in the morning.
All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to a doctor in India. So his name is Govind Nandakumar. Let me get that right. Govind Nandakumar. Mm-hmm. So he's a he's a surgeon. He was on his way to the hospital. He knew he had to perform a gallbladder surgery that was kind of, you know, a big deal. Uh, and he ran into traffic in India. And he was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to make it on time. So he knew on a normal day it would take him about 10 minutes to get from where he was in traffic to the hospital. Uh, but he looked at his Google Maps and realized that that 10-minute drive that would normally be 10 minutes was now about to be 45 minutes because of traffic. Oh, my goodness. And he's like, I can't be late for the surgery. This person has waited for this, and now they're depending on me to be there. So dude pulls his car over, parks it on the side of the road, and runs to the hospital. Uh-uh. He wanted <laughs> to be there for his patient. He ran two miles to get to the hospital. He arrived on time and performed that gallbladder surgery. Okay, well, you might can run to work, but I don't think I could run to work. So I'm pretty close. I'm probably, it's a 30-second drive. It would probably take me three or four hours to to run it. Mine's about an eight-minute drive. Eight-minute drive. You should be here sometime uh, in the middle of next week. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What would I look like when I got here? Mm, Did you run today? Brandon! What? (laughs) But it's a cool story, man. Yeah. On a doctor who is dedicated like that. I think Dr. Spites did that one time as well back in the day. Amazing. He ran in for surgery. Yeah. He was uh, he was trapped. I think it was somewhere around Kennett, and he decided he was just <laughs> going to run the rest of the way. Amazing. So here's to you, Govind Nandakumar in India. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is September the 14th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on the ACM Awards, the ACM Honors, which uh, that was uh, broadcast on television last night. A number of different people were honored, including Shania Twain, who was there live and in person. Uh, I think one of my favorite things that came out of ACM Honors was the fact that Kelsey Ballerini, uh, she donned the entire uh, Shania Twain outfit. You know, the big top hat, the long black coat, the white collared shirt. Uh, And she starts off and she's singing, man, I feel like a woman. And uh, when she approaches like people in the audience, you realize one of the people she's singing to is actually Shania Twain. If you missed it last night, here's Kelsey Ballerini. Let's go, girl. She's into it, man. You can tell she's having fun with this. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. Gonna let it all hang out. Wanna make some noise. Really raise my voice. Yeah, I wanna scream and shout. I'll read 
retweet the video here in a few minutes, but it's Kelsey Ballerini. She was honoring Shania Twain last night at ACM Honors. So also at the ACM Honors, Miranda Lambert was honored in a big way. She went home with the Triple Crown Award. Only seven other country artists have earned that honor, including Brooks and Dunn, who were there to pay tribute to Miranda on her big night. And the song they chose to honor Miranda with was one of her major hits from 2005. It was Kerosene. Here's Brooks and Dunn. Trade the truth and fall out. She really ain't a crime. Isn't it amazing you grow up listening to their albums and all of a sudden they're there, they're covering your song. No, it has to be surreal. And then the entire night wrapped up with a performance by Jordan Davis. He did his new song, What Our World Spins Around. Here's Jordan Davis from last night's ACM Honors. What my world spins around. I mean, how cool is it? What a big platform for him, Jordan Davis, to be there at ACM Honors last night as well. Uh, those videos are all over the ACM Awards Twitter account and the social medias if you want to check that out. And we'll retweet those here in a few minutes as well if you want to watch them for yourself. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So a member of one of my favorite bands was arrested. And um, it's kind of a headline story today. And typically we... We don't want to bring a lot of attention to the negative stories, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of feeling sorry for this guy. Uh, one of the people who was, or the guy, the guy who was arrested is a member of the band Alabama. So Teddy Gentry from Alabama, he is 70 years old. He was arrested in Alabama and he was booked in the county jail. And uh, I guess he got pulled over around 1038 in the morning and they found marijuana in his vehicle and paraphernalia, and the Cherokee County Jail said uh, he was taken to jail, booked, and then released okay. 30 minutes later. So the charges are misdemeanors. There's uh, going to be a court date and all this kind of stuff. Brandon, you're a policeman, and you pull over a member of Alabama. Yeah. Do I, you let him go? Uh, yes, you let him go. And that's what I'm Who sitting here. that person? Who's, who sees this 70-year-old guy who's been on the road his entire life? And I don't, they're not even saying that he was like, you know, completely impaired or anything. Like I get it if he's impaired and you, you know, he can't function and stuff like that, but he had it on him. And in some States, you know, some police officers would just say, okay, go on, just move on, get out of here. But in some places, you know, people kind of, you know, are like, "Mm, I'm going to prove a point. Boom. It's not legal in Alabama. Boom. It's the same person who would pull over Willie Nelson's bus and then go to search it. Like, you know, what's (laughs) going to be on the bus. Everybody knows what's going to be on the bus. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of people kind of fired up that it was Teddy Gentry. He has a mug shot. He's 70 oh, years old. It's kind of, just oh, it's man. kind of sad to look at yeah. it, though. But uh, I did. I did understand that basically when they pulled him over, they're like, hey, man, what's going on? And he said he said this. I'm in a hurry to get things done. No, he does. No, he does. No, he But Kelly, can you imagine either the phone call or the text 
when Teddy Gentry goes ahead and messages Randy Owen. He's like, dude, you're never going to believe this. Out of all these years on the road, I'm at home and I'm driving and this happens. But Teddy, man, think about this one. You can't keep a good man down. So, Teddy Gentry, we're thinking about you today. We wanted to reach out to you and over the radio say hi. Hello. Hello, I mean. Yes. Not hi. Brand. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know Howard Hughes bought a casino in Paradise, Nevada in 1968 for $5.4 million just so he could take down its neon sign? He was annoyed that it shined into his window at night. So he bought it for $5.4 million? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Must be nice to have that kind of cash. Right. Did you know in the 25 years since Ron Goldman's family won a $33.5 million civil judgment against O.J. Simpson for wrongful death, he's only paid the family about $133,000. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. And did you know Al Capone hated the nickname Scarface? He wanted people to call him Big Fellow or Snorky. Snorky. Yeah, I don't... I get Big Fellow. Like, you, hey, you call me Big Fellow from this point forward. Scarface sounds better than Snorky. Yeah, maybe so. Hmm. And, it, and if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry. I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Ah, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Wait. Happy birthday to you. For it. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for it. Today it's Wednesday, September the 14th. Of 2022, local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Brentley Burton, who turns 10 years old today. Ashley Hayes in Stuttgart, happy birthday. Lynn Ward of Vandale has a birthday today. Adam Meeker of Jonesboro, Nikki Weiss. Also from Jonesboro Celebrates, we have Megan Russell of Jonesboro, Ryan Long of Paragould, Lynn Harmon. Of Jonesboro celebrates a birthday today. Sarah Jane Martin of Jonesboro has a birthday today, so happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sarah Jane. We have Kaylee Rawls of Paragould turning 23. Happy birthday from Mom, Gary, Hunter, and Jordan. And Maverick Finley is turning seven years old today and going to Greene County Tech, so happy birthday to Maverick. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Ryan Sutter is 48. That's the firefighter who won Trista Wren's heart on The Bachelorette. They're going to celebrate their 19th anniversary in December. Oh, my goodness. They've been together that whole time. Yes. Most of those relationships don't last. I know. Happy birthday to Andrew Lincoln, who is 49. That's Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead. Kimberly Williams Paisley is 51 today. That's Dana on According to Jim and Steve Martin's daughter and the father of the bride. Oh, yeah. And Brad Paisley's wife. Yes. And happy birthday to John Barry, who is 63 today. See if you remember some John Barry.
So John Barry celebrates his birthday. This was a number one in 94. I've seen the seven wonders of the world. I've seen the beauty of diamonds and pearls. But they ain't nothing, baby. Your love amazes me. Many ladies think of me singing this. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, John Barry, who turns 63 today. Happy birthday, John. Hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Carla Mariquin, who is here with the Jonesboro Parks and Recreation Department. And I was talking to her as we were preparing to come on the air, and I realized that uh, Carla, I don't think you're going to be able to sleep any time over the next uh, month and a half. <laughs> I don't sleep until the middle of November. <laughs> it's crazy how many events Jonesboro Parks and Rec has. Is it still true that you're upset with Danny Capalis for scheduling all these events? Brandon. What? <laughs> Carla, he no. likes to start stuff. <laughs> no, he uh, he gives me free range, so that's all on me. <laughs> so, uh I guess when I look at some of the events that are happening, like you're big time into the softball scene in Northeast Arkansas, right? Yes. So what got you interested in softball? Um, well, I've played since I was about five years old. Yeah. Uh, funny, I actually started playing at Southside about, I was about 10, oh. 8 or 10. Yeah. And the first time I ever played there was actually the last year of slow pitch. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's neat. <laughs> and then... We started fast pitch, and then it's been since then. So let me tell you about my experience playing celebrity softball one time. I got to play. Maybe at, you uh, shouldn't. No, I shouldn't tell the story. <laughs> Carla, you tell me if you think that the umpire should have allowed me to continue to play. Oh. <clears throat> so we're playing at the Miracle League. It's a celebrity uh, softball game that I'm involved in, and uh, there's one out left in the game. And Carla, I'm up at bat. Okay, and I hit the ball. I hit. I hit it deep out into center field. And uh, you don't even know what that means. Yes, I do. And Carla, I, I, I ran around first base and I thought I could get to second. So I, I knew I could get there. I sprinted as hard as I could from first to second and I tagged the base and I couldn't slow down. I couldn't round the base. So I just kept on running into the outfield at which point. <laughs> oh, she's laughing. Mm-hmm. Carla, I was tagged and told I was out. Is it OK in softball if I run through second base? No, it is not. The only one that happens is a uh, first and home. So you do believe I should have been thrown out for the final the final out of the game during celebrity softball? Yes. Carla, his <laughs> wife oh, was mortified. You should have slid. I well, I would have hurt myself, exactly. Carla. Exactly. <laughs> he would have scraped himself, Carla. <laughs> That's the last time I played softball. I was so embarrassed <laughs> because then Blake Gwynn, who was uh, doing television news at the time, uh, he put me on the sports. So I was on sports television running through second base, Carla. <laughs> and we still have it every year. You just don't get invited. I just don't get invited back. So, <laughs> hey, speaking of. I was going to say, it still happens in youth, too. Oh, they still run Sometimes. through? Your kids run through? <laughs> On accident, yes. So you're Aww. comparing me to a seven-year-old. But, but sometimes it's actually through third and not through second. <laughs> okay, so at least it was second for me. Uh, <laughs> hey, I mentioned the Miracle League in that park. I guess there's um, uh, the entire Miracle League is kicking off really soon, right? Tell me about that. 
Yes, so the Miracle League starts this weekend, and it will run through the last weekend in October. Um, we have, I mean, we have volunteers set to come out, but we can always use more volunteers. There can never be enough volunteers for that league. Um, the more, the merrier. The kids love them. Yeah. So we try to get as many as we can out there. So when somebody's a volunteer for the Miracle League, how are they How are they helping? So we've kind of changed it up a little bit. Um, we have the buddy system in which they're kind of partnered with a kid, you know, make sure they're safe and they need what they need and, or they have what they need. And here lately we've had, you know, pitchers, they'll have catchers, and then we've let, you know, the kids MC, but we've also let volunteers MC. That way they can have fun with it. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole thing is volunteer-based. So we just basically, you know, I know some people, it kind of brings them out of their shell a little bit. And so especially like MCing or, you know, umpiring and stuff like that. So, again, the Miracle League is going to kick off this weekend, and they're looking for volunteers. Jonesboro.org, and you can check uh, Parks and Rec, or go to their Facebook page to find out more about that. <clears throat> I'm looking through some other events. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a bunch of softball coming up. When is uh, the Red Wolf Classic? Because this seems like a ton of teams are coming in for this. Yes, yeah, so the Red Wolf Classic starts next weekend, um, more than likely Friday through Saturday, or Friday through Sunday. Um, we have 60 teams in it right now, and deadline isn't until Tuesday. So we are expected to have between the 65-70 team range. Wow. So pretty much every field's going to be busy out there, huh? Yes. <laughs> hey, if people want to do that and they want to be a part of the Red Wolf Classic, how can they sign up for that? Um, you can go to tournamentusasoftball.org, and you can go on there. You can register online. You can also uh, contact me or Tim House, and we will get you registered. So ha- <clears throat> Halloween's coming up, and I know you guys uh, you know, try to do something special around uh, Halloween as well. And this year you have the Halloween Bash. When and where is that? The Halloween Bash is also at Southside, and it is the weekend of the 29th and 30th, so right before Halloween. And, you know, this year we're going to – which every year we have a tent contest, um, costume contest and a pumpkin contest that's probably one of the funnest if not the funnest tournament all year round just because everybody just comes in you know and uh it's more of a fun tournament yeah and they always get softball out of it is it still open for people to sign up for the halloween bash yes yes the halloween bash deadline won't be until the tuesday of the that week and then I was looking at uh, the the social media, the um, Jonesboro Parks and Rec social media, and Red Wolf Howl and the Jonesboro College Play Day. This is a deal, two days, where so many different people from so many different states are going to be coming to Northeast Arkansas. Tell me about that. Yes. So the Red Wolf Howl was actually started about four years ago when I took over um, as a softball coordinator, and it's grown pretty big. Um, we have 15 colleges coming in. Oh, wow. Uh, from four different states and some of those like because I'm also an A-state volunteer assistant coach um, we've had you know girls wanting to get recruited so we started the Jonesboro College day or play day and so basically that's open to open teams and we have quite a few right now and a lot of them are class A and class B teams which are your open class and your higher end playing so we're going to have a lot of really good softball playing that weekend. 
So a lot of stuff going on with Jonesboro Parks and Recreation. And again, you can find out more on Facebook if you go facebook.com slash Jonesboro Parks and Rec. Also, jonesboro.org has the Parks and Rec part up there as well. Carla, nice talking to you, and it sounds like you're going to be really busy over the next month and a half, so try to get some rest whenever you can sneak it in, okay? Yes, sir. I will try. All right. Thanks. Have a great morning. Thank you. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man who tells everyone he sees (laughs) to refer to himself as Dr. Feelgood. He's the one that makes you feel good. Right. He's the one that calls feel good. And he's gonna be your breakfast guy. Dr. Shane's mind. Dr. Shane's mind. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State, and he is embarrassed by that every single time we do it. <laughs> Dr. Shane Spites, what's up, man? No, no, no. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm telling you, at some point I'm going to get a T-shirt made. I just Ooh. have to figure out what I'm going to look like. I'm going to get a T-shirt. Hey, do you have I'll one of those, like a doctor coat where you have like your logo and maybe underneath, and instead of Dr. Spites, it could say Dr. Feelgood, and just see, oh, that... <laughs> let's just see if people say anything. That would be great. Uh, yeah. I do have faces. a doctor coat, Brandon. I do have a doctor coat, and um, yeah, you're right. It, under, it says Doctor Spites right now, but I could, I could get that changed. I suppose. Can you make you a patch? Can you imagine if he goes up to some big <laughs> NYIT conference and his his deal says Doctor Feelgood? <laughs> that's my radio name. <laughs> yeah, that's my radio name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, do you go up there and tell everybody that you do a weekly feature on the radio and you're better than them? Um, I, I, I leave off the latter part. I'll okay. say that. I'll just um, he's basically. I, I have I have spoken about the um, the great information we've been able to get out, hopefully to your listeners, and uh, really the you know some of the questions you bring up some great questions sometimes that uh, that I think are pertinent to to your listening audience, and hopefully we're covering some topics that they really care about. Well, I think it's neat to have the opportunity to have a doctor on and just have this conversation. And I, I would assume probably at this point you have used uh, this platform as a chance to get more money from the NYIT college. Is that correct? Yeah, unfortunately, that's not panned out. So um, it was just one of those things that uh, I've got actually a pretty long list of, of, we'll just say, unpaid volunteer activities. And this kind of falls into that list. Son of a gun. Hey, I do have a question. I have a question for you because, yeah. uh, you know, about about six or eight weeks ago, maybe maybe longer than that, I told you I had a little issue with my right shoulder. Remember that? Yeah. And, and, you, you, ne- and you never came in. I remember that. You, like, ghosted me. Like, you don't call. You don't write. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I absolutely remember that. Yeah. Well, so I had an issue the other day, and Kelly was a part of uh, watching me fry out because I, I tried on – so I had an event to do on Saturday. I hosted two different events, right? So I was like, I need to look – Full is is how I would describe it, or hard as far as my muscles. I need to look like my, you know, get blood back in the muscles and stuff like that because I've tried to to not work out quite as much. But I worked out fairly hard on Saturday, and then by Monday when I got to work, I noticed my shoulder was hurting, and then I had numbness in my pinky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What causes that? Because I was starting to freak out. In okay, my, so in here, my let's right talk arm. about that. So, yeah, so um, that's actually not too uncommon. And so what happened is, is 
first of all, have you been? Were you working out regularly, or was it like, hey, look, I laid off the gym, and I think I'm going to, you know, pump you up or whatever, you know, for this event and yes. kind of. Well, I was working out pretty light because I I knew I didn't want to overdo it. And then, you know, then I was like, I'm going to work out a little bit heavier today so I can look a little more jacked. I got you. So here's what happened. So the muscle fibers, the actual muscle cells and muscle fibers, they're used to normal stretch and they're usually at normal size. And you probably know all this through your weightlifting and all your athletic activities. But then, you know, you can do like a heavy workout and, you know, kind of um, bulk up and you stretch a lot of those muscles and you also hypertrophy them so they can get larger. Well, Here's what people don't recognize. So in terms of how you feel things with the ends of your fingers, the ends of your toes, and just your general sensory, those come from the spinal cord and out through peripheral nerves. They're different nerves that kind of run, they run over, around, and through your muscles. So what can happen is, is, is you go through, and I've actually had this happen to myself before, all of a sudden I'll, you know, start lifting heavier than normal. I notice like my arms falling asleep at night, or I'll have this, you know, this uh, numbness down, down one side of my arm. And it's through the muscle itself getting larger and really squeezing around the nerve that goes to the to the finger, to the end of the, the pinky. or And it's a specific muscle group. There's lots of muscles. Hmm. We ought to bring you up to the anatomy lab sometime. If you fillet the forearm open, there's lots of muscle groups Ooh. that are involved in you moving your hand and your wrist and your fingers. Okay. That's probably what – did it go away? Uh, yeah. So I took some ibuprofen and it started to go away. Yeah. And I noticed that – that that does seem to help me, and um, somebody was telling me, I think it was Coach Raffo, he was like, man, you really need to ice that uh, and try to get some swelling down. But I would think after me, you know, pretty much resting it for the most part for about six or eight weeks, I would think this yeah. would be healing, but it doesn't seem like it's getting much better. So what can happen, too, is depending on, so you've got two major nerves, the ulnar and radial nerve, that actually run through your elbow. And so sometimes, depending on how you were working out, if you were overworking one of those uh, one of those areas in the other, like, were you doing a lot of uh, curls? Yes, I was. Okay. Yeah. So what can happen is that there's a nerve that runs right under, um, uh, under that, uh, really under your elbow. There's a, um, on the, the, the inside and on the outside, there's two major nerves. And so if you're overworking that, that can also be irritated and that can cause numbness down into the pinky oh, and sometime right. into the palm and into that fourth finger as well. Uh, some numbness down through that. Usually rest. Ibuprofen is great for something like that because anti, uh, ibuprofen is an anti-inflammatory. Right. And really, this is an inflamed state, and that's what you're trying to do. And that was the point behind the coach saying, hey, you ate up, may want to ice it to lower the inflammation. But at what point does it get better? Like, do I need to completely not do anything for two weeks, or can I still work have out lighter? Have you ever had it happen before? No, not like this. Okay. So sometimes it'll flare up on you, and it'll hang around for a while. And yeah, you really got to kind of lay off of it for like four to six weeks. That's absolutely mm-hmm. right. Or you've got to minimize it. And some people will get this. It's interesting. We're talking about, you know, you working out and doing curls. Some people get this and will notice it from sitting at a desk. And basically, it's when you're sitting at a desk and you're typing, you may notice some numbness or some pain up into the shoulder from the arm down up into the shoulder. And that's actually from pressure on that nerve um, on your with your forearm on that desk. And it has to do with something called your ergonomics or the way that you're sitting at your desk. And we see a lot of that for people who, who do a lot of desk work and desk jobs that still have numbness down the forearm or numbness in, you know, or aching sometimes into the shoulder. And it's due to irritation of that nerve. Interesting. Generally, you can, ibuprofen will help it. Occasionally, an orthopedic surgeon or a physician may want to inject it. I'm not a big fan of injections. That will usually knock down the inflammation. Right. But if you don't stop doing what you're doing, it's going to come right back. And so that's the thing, too, is try to figure out exactly what caused this 
and and I'm going to lay off doing that for now and find a you know different avenue to work at that muscle group or uh, just to let it kind of relax. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. Hey, walk me through this because I was talking to somebody the other day, and I think this is something that a lot of people are going to be able to relate to. Uh, you know, for so many of us, we're like, hey, how can I lose weight? I want to find a way to lose weight. And we all research diets. And some people do bars and some people do shakes and some people do all this different stuff. Um, <clears throat> I have a couple of friends who have tried keto and I tried that for like four days and felt awful. I never got to the point where I felt good on it. What do you think about the ketogenic diet? So I'll, let me just let me take a step back right now. And I'm just going to make this a blanket statement for most every diet out there. The vast majority of these are fad diets. And what I mean by that is it's not a sustainable diet that you will be doing 10 or 15 years from now. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about true health, we talk about weight loss, we talk about um, healthy diet, healthy lifestyle, the only one that has evidence is called the Mediterranean diet. Now, we're getting more evidence, I'll say this, on oddly enough, and it kind of it pains me as a media to say this, vegan and vegetarian diets um, mm -hmm. are actually really, really good for you. Um, for the, There's more data coming out now about the anti-inflammatory effects. So kind of back to what we just talked about with your, uh, with your, with your arm in terms of the, the pain there. Um, we talk, we're learning more about the different foods that we eat and some of the things like I've, I mentioned the red meat. Again, I'm a big steak eater myself. I've cut way back on that just yeah. because of the risk of colon cancer and the risk of cardiovascular disease that are associated with too much red meat intake. Trying to eat more fruits and more vegetables. Um, and it's it's a lifestyle change, and so going purely to you know to one thing in terms of hey I'm just going to eat X for the rest of my life that's generally not a good idea. And the same thing's true with a lot of the the supplements and the vitamins that are out there as well. Unless you have a vitamin deficiency, there are people that absolutely have a proven deficiency in a specific vitamin or specific element, and they have to take a supplement. I'm not talking about those people. Yeah. I remember <clears throat> there was one, at one point, I'm like, oh, I, I read about some vitamin that was supposed to be this like mega vitamin for dudes and stuff like that. And then, you know, you talk to other people who are like, nah, you, you know, your body's pretty much going to have what it needs unless you're deficient on something. But what it did yeah. do was it made my urine really yellow. Yes. Yes. That's exactly. Because most of the vitamins that you take like that, and that's one of the We'll just say that that's kind of one of the jokes uh, in, in medicine is that you can take the you can take those supplements. It just makes your pee more expensive because um, so. <laughs> you're just getting rid of the stuff you don't need. right? That, that, yeah, because you just yeah, because your body. I mean, it's like a I mean, think about, you know, your your body's like a car and you can only put so much gasoline in the car. And, you know, and once you've got enough gasoline, if you try to put more gasoline, it's just going to spill out onto the ground. And you're just going to keep pumping gasoline out, out onto the ground and wasting it. And so your body's kind of the same way with vitamins and minerals. So I was kind of thinking about um, like the vegan vegetarian thing, right? Back to that for a second, because, you know, you see somebody like Carrie Underwood, uh, you know, the country star, and she looks tremendous, right? She's in great shape and she has great cardio. I mean, she does work out quite a bit as well. But in a situation like that, as a male, let's say, you know, it's vegan vegetarian. But how would, would somebody like me who wants to, you know, exercise and stuff like that be able to get enough protein? Because protein is the building block of muscle. And if you're going vegan, it's going to be tough to get the same levels of protein, I would assume different forms of protein that you get. I um, mean, it just doesn't have to be through, you know, heavy red meats and things like that. So you can get plant-based proteins. Um, I mean, and, and really some, you know, the people, some of the people that I talk to that are doing it for health reasons, and let me be clear, a vegan is not somebody who's just eating French fries and potato chips. That's not, <laughs> or, you know, the, the, the ones that are doing it for healthy reasons. No, that's keto. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but like you can, I mean, some of those will still eat eggs. You know, so there's, there's purists, and that's one of the problems in some of the data, 
is it's hard to find a group of individuals who are pure in terms of the diet that they that they eat and take in. So we try to study those as much as we, as we can, but some of that data is flawed because it's hard to get that. But the you know the observational data, we'll call it, um, in terms of getting feedback, is really good for the most part. Certainly on the Mediterranean diet, which includes fish um, and um, really more grains, uh, beans, fruits, vegetables. And anybody, any of your uh, listeners can, can Google a Mediterranean diet and find all kinds of things there. But really trying to shift away from a lot of the red meats just because of the health risks that are going on with that. But again, uh, diet, you know, in terms of weight loss, you know, we're finding now that, you know what, everybody can't be this thing, the same body weight in this body. Maybe you're genetically disposed to this. And so as long as your activity is good, and these are always the three things I hit. As long as you have regular physical activity, which is 30 minutes a day or 150 minutes a week, as long as you've got a good diet, which we've just kind of gone over just now, and as long as you're getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, you, can't, you can diet and exercise all day long. If your sleep hygiene is off, you will not lose weight. Yeah. And so the average individual needs about six and a half hours, seven hours of sleep. You don't need more than eight. Most people, you know, for a long time, it's like, oh, I got a full eight or nine hours of sleep. You can actually go the opposite direction if you're getting too much. You shouldn't be sleeping that much. Um, and so those are kind of the three core things in terms of healthy lifestyles and, and weight. Is there truth, and this will be the last thing I ask you, is there truth that uh, your body, once it finds a weight where you kind of level out, that it tries to stay at that weight? So when you when you begin trying to lose weight, you try a diet or you try to exercise, your body is fighting not to starve itself, so it's trying to stay at that weight. Is that part of the struggle or is that a myth? So there seems to be some truth to that, and that's why for some people, like, they'll lose weight, like, you know, hey, I lost, they'll lose weight quickly initially and then they'll plateau. And then they may, and then so for, you know, for a month or more, they may be doing the same things, but they've not changed their weight. Right. And it's their body going through changes in some, in some circumstances. If I'm converting, moving away from the fat, I'm growing muscle. Well, your weight may not change in that because we know that muscle's more dense than fat and, and can oftentimes weigh more. And so that transition, you know, that takes, here's the, and what I've always told people too when they come in and talk about weight loss, I said, you didn't gain this weight in three months. You're not going to lose it in three months. <laughs> right. if you gain, you gain this over several years. And so really to change back, and I think you bring up a really good point, Brandon, is the, you know, there's a weight that your body kind of wants to get to. Mm-hmm. And so if you're giving it the right fuel and you're giving it the right activity in terms of daily uh, regular activity, and again, sleep, your body will get to that homeostasis or to that normal weight. And it's going to be different for everybody. Somebody who's 6'2", and the weight's going to be different than somebody who's 5'2". So right. everybody, everybody's different. So, like, for me, I think I look <clears throat> decent in clothes, uh, not as decent without them. Uh, just a heads up. Okay. Uh, but yeah. if I were to go in, <laughs> I were to go look at the charts on my weight versus my height and all that kind of stuff, um, I would show on the chart that I'm obese. I'm glad you brought that up. So you're talking about the BMI or the body mass mm. index? Yeah. A lot of that has come into question recently just for that reason, is that it doesn't really tell the whole picture. And, you know, we, we've gravitated to this BMI as an end-all, and we do it, I mean, in our own office, we, you know, we always check the BMI, and I look at it. Um, that's only like one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. But we've made a lot of decisions based on BMI, and I think we're now starting to uncover that and realize that was a mistake. So even though that shows me that I'm, you know, morbidly obese, I might not be obese based on my frame. Yeah, I would say that you're not morbidly obese. Yeah, but it's—I mean, now you don't—you don't come to see me anymore in the clinic, so I can't okay. say for sure. <laughs> but just the last time that I've seen you, I would not say that you're morbidly obese. 
But see, like for this, I think especially for women, you know, like if my wife goes and looks at the the BMI index, she's going to be, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't believe this. This tells me this. Maybe guys don't take it as seriously, but for women, when they see that, they buy into it all the way. Well, and I think that's why it has to be a conversation with your physician. Because again, it's like it's like taking one measure, it's like just taking your heart rate and saying, "Hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not healthy because of my heart rate." Or you're taking, so you're just taking one piece of the puzzle right. and trying to make a, a, a blanket statement. And I think that's a bad idea. There you go. That's why we like to talk to this guy right here. It's Doc Talk with Doctor Shane Spite. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. A hey, great chatting with you, and we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. All right, good to talk to you guys. Have a great week. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Jamie Seaborn from Jonesboro Police and the D.A.R.E. program. Seaborn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. So and I got my new partner, Kyle Williams, with me, too. Makai Williams. What's up, Makai? How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, <laughs> Makai, let me ask you the first question. Is there any truth to the fact that Jamie Seaborn ran off both Zaffirano and Racy? Brandon. And he ran them off personally. <laughs> uh, very true. Very true. No, I'll, just, I'll just kid. I'll just kid. Here's hey, what we're going to do. What's that? Then Racy came back as our boss, so I really didn't do it right. Oh, uh, <laughs> He's your boss? <laughs> yeah, he's our sergeant now. Oh, wow. Seaborn, that's bad news for you because he never really cared for you. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> I'm he is always starting stuff, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm going to stir stuff up at the police he department. He just lies. <laughs> that's right. No, they have lie detector tests. I don't need to be around them. <laughs> hey man, Jonesboro Police Dare. Uh, we love to support what you guys do because I mean, you're going out there and you're talking to our kids. There's so many uh, young kids in the community who you impact by going in with your programming. So, just real briefly, let let's kind of give a general overview of Dare and why it's important. So, our Dare program, uh, you know, right now we're teaching. Uh, well, today we're talking about peer pressure in our class and. Uh, the kids actually get to act out stuff and, you know, just seeing the kids relate with us, uh, officer Williams. I mean, what, what do you think of your reaction so far? Cause you're getting all the new kids now. Oh, my reaction, they're loving it, you know, because like I was telling my classroom yesterday, you know, the fifth grade is when peer pressure really starts for a lot of kids. You know, that's when, when that's when, you know, reality kicked in and that's when, you know, myself and Seaborn, that's when we're teaching them like, well, this is how, you know, you refuse you know, a request that is real risky. Right. Well, I think, you know, when I was younger and and maybe it starts younger now than it even did when I was a kid, you know, dare was all about, uh, you know, say no to drugs, say no to alcohol, say no to cigarettes and stuff like that. Um, But really, you know, when I was at that age, it, it wasn't readily available. It just seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong. You guys can educate me on this, but do you guys see problems earlier in life than when we were younger? Oh yeah. The kids, the kids nowadays, they know about more of this stuff than what, you know, whenever we were little, Yeah, I mean, uh, we had, we had a student talking about heroin one day, you oh, know, in wow. fifth grade. I That's mean, crazy. you know, we're asking about it. So, you know, when I was in fifth grade, I didn't know anything about that. No, no. And peer pressure. I think the way you guys have evolved the program is so important too, because yes, say no to drugs and alcohol and all the different stuff. That's very important. At the same point, though, the one thing that everybody's going to deal with at some point is, as you guys referenced, peer pressure. 
but also different forms of bullying because we've talked in the past about how, you know, maybe back in the day yeah. I got bullied on the school bus, but now people can really be bullied 24 hours a day. Right. Yeah. Cause of social media and all. And, uh, and so week eight, so we're about four weeks away and we'll talk about our bullying lesson. And, you know, that's one of my favorite lessons to cover. I've told officer Williams, that's, that's my favorite lesson to talk about because, yeah. you know, we may save a kid because who thought kids in fifth grade ever thought about doing bad stuff to themselves, but they do. Yeah. So, Let's talk about the schools you guys impact with the D.A.R.E. program. Which schools do you guys go into at this point? We do Jonesboro, Nettleton, Valley View, Ridgefield, and Blessing Sack. That's awesome. So uh, I kind of had the misconception for a long time that uh, the D.A.R.E. program you know, had a ton of money coming in. That's how you, you got all your stuff done. But what I've realized in talking to the different officers over the last number of years is that you guys have to go out and fundraise to really keep this program in the schools. Yeah, every dime, every penny of it. Isn't that wild? Uh, and, and with everything going up, it's even harder. Yeah. So, so there's an event coming up. There's a two-day event that comes up in October. And, uh, Jamie, I know this is one of the things that you really are passionate about because, you know, you've really tried to stay active in your life. But tell me about the Dare to Tread the Trails events that are happening in October. I believe this is our fifth year of Dare to Tre- of the Dare to Tread the Trails. Uh, so October fifteenth, uh, we will at we'll we'll have the five k, ten k, and half marathon. Okay. And the way we do, we start the half marathon at eight o'clock. The ten k will start at eight thirty, and the nine k will I mean sorry the five uh, k will start at uh, nine o'clock. And so everyone's running pretty much at the same time. And um, now the half marathon is actually two loops, but we do split timing on it. So a lot of the runners liked that last year. Um, so it's something kind of cool. And so then a half marathon, or, what is that? 13 miles? Yeah. 13 miles wow. of, of trails too. So, you know, you get that, uh, we do in, we do end this year running around by the lake. So you get the lake view, yeah. you know, of Craig Forest Lake finishing. So that's kind of cool. We had requests for that. So we added that in last year and uh, everyone seemed to like it. Uh, and Sunday is the mountain bike poker ride and it's strictly for fun. So, you know, you may say, hey, I'm not a big mountain biker. Come out and have fun because, man, it's, you know, it's not a race. It's, it's for fun. We come out and just last year people rode, stopped, took group pictures all the time and yeah. uh, just had a good time, come back, and we gave out a whole bunch of prizes. I can tell you just getting on the mountain bike in our neighborhood, like we have a kind of, we have one hill in our neighborhood, uh, and I rode up uh-huh. that one hill, Jamie, and by the time I got to the top of the hill, I wasn't sure that I could ever ride that hill again. <laughs> <laughs> We just got to keep doing it. So, uh, I've kind of been lax this year too. I've not been riding a lot, but uh, I'm going to try to get out there and start doing a little, just so I can, if I need to, I can ride with them. But uh, oh, as far as so, it's at Craig Forest Park, and uh, we're keeping our prices. We're not raising our prices any this year with anything going up. So it's just twenty five dollars to do the five k, ten k, or mountain mountain bike uh, right. poker ride. And then the half marathon is 50. So that's one of the cheapest half marathons you can do. Uh, and we get a lot of people that's scared to run the trails. And we're like, man, just come out and try it. It's really not bad. Uh, everyone's loved it so far. Well, and the deal is you're not only you know going in and, and you're paying to be a part of the event, but you're also funding the D.A.R.E. program for the youth yes. of this area. Uh, and this includes you know things like uh, the shirts and the books and the supplies for all the fifth grade students uh, in the immediate area, which I think is really important. So uh, if you guys uh, could give me the information on how people can sign up, because I know there's going to be people who are like, hey, we want to help. We want to be a part of that. Uh, how can they sign up this morning? So you can go to Race Roster, 
And if you just search uh, Dare, uh, Dare to Tread, because we do the number two for uh, Dare to Tread. Yep. But if you just search Dare, it'll pop up. Or if you search Jonesboro Event and, and just register and make sure and select your shirt size on there. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year. No, you guys, I'm you, hoping. No, you guys do a great job with this. And again, for it to go on five years means people have supported it in years past. And we've come through the pandemic for the most part. And here we go. Dare to tread the trails on October the 15th and October the 16th. You can sign up now at raceroster.com. And Jamie Seaborn and Makai Williams join us this morning from the Jonesboro Police Department Dare program. We appreciate your time, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Makai, best of luck working with Jamie, okay? <laughs> it's gonna be a chore bro yeah. <laughs> see y'all <laughs> this is the k-fine breakfast club which is powered by families and ladies and gentlemen this is the k-fine breakfast club hey welcome back everybody powered by families Inc. we'll get back to the show now back to brandon baxter and kelly perry we're joined this morning by amanda mcdaniel from the a state alumni association who uh i guess rumor has it amanda you had a late night is that true I did have a late night last night. We went to Little Rock. We hosted a welcome reception for uh, the new Chancellor, Dr. Todd Shields, and the new athletic director, Jeff Harrington. So we did it at the system office down there, had a great turnout. Uh, but, yes, it was it was a long day and night. So how important is it for Arkansas State to get these, uh, obviously, two new figures who are going to be major impacts on the university, to get them to central Arkansas? How important is that? It's very important. We have a lot of alumni in the central Arkansas area, so we try to always do events um, and things in that area to make it more convenient for them so they still feel like they're a part um, of the university. So we do that. We go over to northwest Arkansas as well, and we're going to Memphis um, on Saturday for the big game, too. Oh, wow. So you guys are going to be really busy. Yes. Yes. We are entering that busy season, and then homecoming's coming up, you know, just in a few short weeks. So we're, we're, we're definitely in the busy season right now. So, Amanda, I hate to, to ask an awkward question, but did Dr. Shields say anything about me last night? Brandon. Um, he didn't say anything good. Oh, uh, oh hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I love Amanda. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can tell when people are comfortable with us when they'll come on our show to fire it up. Yeah, and you know, Amanda, it was a lot of fun there uh, uh, oh, to honor, honor them last night. Thank you so much for inviting <laughs> no, me. No, okay. That is not good. I guess Brandon's invitation got lost. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what, really, like, uh, and, I'll t- and I think you're probably the same way. Anytime the, the admin is going to change at the university, it's like, oh, my gosh, are we going to like these people? So, (laughs) you know, Puritan came in first and we're like, "Uh, how's this going to be? Is he going to get along with everybody? And I got the the heads up from Butch Jones. He was like, no, Puritan, you're going to love him. He's kind of like us. So I liked him right off the bat. And then I saw Todd Shields and I'm like, oh, gosh, how are we going to replace what we had? Uh, And I'm going to tell you my experience with Dr. Shields. I love the dude. He has got a great um, aura about him. He's got a great personality. He's very approachable. Um, you know, you don't. You, sometimes people in um, you know administration in other areas could be a little standoffish. He's nothing like that. I mean, he's he's really great. We're we're so excited to have him. Hey, have you ever felt his arms, Amanda? Um, I feel like that might be appropriate, inappropriate. Oh, you think? Ones, Why do you actually ask those awkward questions? That is so weird. <laughs> well, because that's what I, the first time I met him, I grabbed his arms. I wanted to see. If they I were... know it's awkward. <laughs> Just. Obnoxious. It is, yeah, it's a little awkward. I mean, but yes, he does. He does work out. Um, so yeah. it's it's is it inappropriate if I do that, or is it just inappropriate if you do that? 
Um, I think it's probably inappropriate for anyone to touch without asking. Son of a gun. That's that's up to you what you want to do, Brandon. Oh, Amanda, that makes me feel awful. I'll never touch him again (laughs) if I don't need to. (laughs) Hey, uh, if he didn't didn't punch you or anything, you're probably okay. No, he touched me back. Oh, okay. Well, all right. (laughs) Kelly, you saw it. It's true. Okay. He did. It was like an admiration thing. That's when I told him he had to leave. I was like, y'all are encouraging each other. She did say that. Like her first time to meet him. Like, you you, you guys go do something else. Get out of here. here. That's how she treats the new chancellor. He's a very approachable, uh, funny guy. No, I'm a fan of both those guys. So, hey, yeah. let, let's talk Memphis. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, you know, when you're thinking about Arkansas State football, we were fired up for the first home game of the season on the road to Ohio State. Some people did travel with the team, but that's a tougher one to get to. Memphis, man, that's about as easy as it gets as opposed to playing at home. That's as close to a home game as we're going to get. Yes, absolutely. We've had a huge response. Um, to the tailgate for RSVPs. Um, it is free um, to everyone, but we just ask that you do RSVP just so we have numbers for catering. Because we are going to have food and drink. Um, and Dr. Todd Shields will be at the tailgate as well as Jeff Perryson. Awesome. So where is the tailgate going to be taking place? The tailgate is Saturday in Memphis. Um, it's on their tailgating area at Liberty Stadium. It's called Tiger Way, okay. and we'll obviously be the only one with red and black. Right. <laughs> uh, the only the only uh, tent with that, but we have a large area because, like I said, it's. I mean, we're looking at probably upwards of four hundred people so far. So oh far. wow! That's yeah, going to be awesome. Have RSVP to go. So, and I think more people will come as well um, on Saturday. So we we've, we've got like five tents and. Lawn games, and we'll have a dish network going with some other games showing. So it, it should be a lot of fun. It's going to start at three thirty, okay, um, and then we'll run until five thirty. Um, give you enough time to get into the game because kickoff is it. Again, it's Arkansas State football versus Memphis happening on Saturday, and then it's kind of like uh, we look uh, we look ahead a couple of weeks, and it's wild to me. The second home game of the season is is going to be homecoming, but it's because we have the stretch of being on the road, so we're getting right. ready for homecoming on the first of October. Yes, yes, that'll be coming up on October the first. We have a lot of stuff. We always have our uh, 50 year reunion. So this year it's the class of nineteen seventy two. We'll have our distinguished alumni award center. And then also there's a lot, and then we'll have a tailgate at our building, too, for homecoming. And there's also a lot of uh, small reunions, like band is having a reunion, the rugby club is having a reunion, the honors college is having a reunion. So it should be it should be a great weekend. So if people want to find out more about the A-State Alumni Association and how they can stay plugged in even after they attend Arkansas State, what's the best place to get information on that? Um, they can go to our website. Um, it's astatealumni.org, and it has all kinds of information there on our membership benefits. We have a lot of different benefits locally and nationally. We do have some really great travel benefits on there. So if you're looking to travel, we have discounts if you're a member on rental cars and um, hotels and, and airfare and things like that. And there's also a giveaway that you guys are doing right now for people who sign up and become new members, right? Yes, yes. We've been doing um, a lot of giveaways for our membership, and we have some really cool A-State flags um, to give away, so you can check out all that stuff on our social media pages as well um, as our website. All right. Rodney Poff from Occasions just walked in here, and he wants to tell you hi as well. So, Well, hello to one of my favorite people, Rodney Poff. What are you doing? Yeah. How are you? Oh, wait. Now she can hear oh, you. Go hey, ahead. how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Rodney? I'm good. Sometimes he just comes in and hangs out. We're not even sure why he's here. <laughs> I, who knows? 
I didn't know the party was there. I know, man. Showed up. Well, yeah, if you would have invited me to the reception last night, I would have exactly. invited you to this party today. So how about well, that? Okay, Amanda, you are always invited. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Also, one, one thing I did want to say about the tailgate on Saturday is we are really excited about it. It's a huge tailgate, but we're also partnering with Halsey Harpo Thrasher, um, for the tailgate and also the Red Wolf Foundation. So oh. athletics and alumni and Mahalsey um, Harper Thrasher, we're all sponsoring that tailgate, and we're super excited to have everybody partnering with us so we can have this really big tailgate together. That's awesome. Again, that's happening on Saturday in Memphis as A-State yes. football plays the Tigers in Memphis. And Amanda McDaniel joins us this morning from the A-State Alumni Association. It's always fun to catch up with you, and best of luck this weekend. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. All right, you too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Rodney Poff from Jonesboro Occasions Magazine, who is here this morning with the event roster, fresh off of a wedding weekend, I guess. Yes. Have you recovered yet from a wedding? Mentally, financially, what? None He's of still it, in right? shock. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and Rodney, here's what people might not know about Rodney and his wife, Audrey. They've gone through not one wedding this year, but two weddings. Yeah. The first one was a warm-up. The first one was our son. So, it, you, you know, you, you all you have to do really is show up and do the rehearsal dinner. And, <laughs> yeah. And the pressure's off. That's easy? Yeah. So when it's the daughter, that's when it's a, a yeah. full-on thing. Yeah. Hmm. So hmm. when do you think you're going to have it all paid for? <laughs> hopefully, think- hopefully before our youngest decides to get married <laughs> so really that like the whole idea of uh, you know you're going to be a parent and then you have to buy a car then the wedding comes you're going to continue to stay broke no matter if the kid's out of the house or not well hopefully you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel but i'm not sure that's a long tunnel dude. that's a long tunnel <laughs> yeah so uh, Rodney comes in. We talk about the events that are happening in the area before we get there though did you see that the rock has been in Memphis? No. Yeah, so they're doing... Have you seen Young Rock, the TV show that kind of chronicles the Rock's journey as a kid? I have not. Sorry. Okay, so so basically there's a portion of that, because you're a Memphis wrestling fan, yeah. where they go through and they cover him in the studio at Channel 5 with Lawler and with uh, Jeff Jarrett and all this different stuff. Uh, and the Rock has been in Memphis for a number of days. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Uh, and they're filming that stuff. And I, I'm not sure if there's uh, incentive for them to film some of that in Memphis or... Or why he's there, but that's a pretty big deal. But I, I also heard they were doing something with with Lawler. Oh, they're going to do an A and E biography, okay. yeah. Right. So, uh, and he took the Batmobile out, and he was driving around the city of that's Memphis, cool. oh, wow. took it over to the Mid South Coliseum. So, with the Rock and, and the Memphis deal, do they talk about his dad much? They do. Okay, like the whole story, and it starts off with him as a kid, and his dad, Rocky Johnson, was a wrestler. So. For you, who kind of grew up uh, as a Memphis wrestling fan too, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool show to that go would check be cool. out. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. The Rock is in Memphis. I tried to reach out to him. I haven't heard back yet. Ah, feels bad. Doesn't <laughs> it? Makes you feel bad when people don't respond to you. <clears throat> Boom roasted, as you up. would say to everybody else. So I did. Do you know Boom Roasted from The Office? Have you seen that yeah. episode? Yeah. Okay. So I did that the other night. I was emceeing an event uh, together. We Foster and Paragould, and I said Boom a couple of times, drawing tickets, and then I said Boom Roasted, and the whole place looked at me like, like they didn't have a clue what I was yeah. talking about. Well, it's hmm. all in the delivery, Brandon. We'll, we'll we'll discuss that. So you're assuming my delivery was poor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Again, here we bring a I guest love in. This. And just like Amanda McDaniel, the guests are going to fire on me this well, week. Well, I haven't been in in a while, so I, I had yeah. to make up for those few weeks. And we never know when you're going to show up. <laughs> me either. <laughs> Me either. Let's talk about the events happening around the area. It's the Jonesboro Occasions event roster. Well, uh, yeah, Saturday it's not local, but it's close to local, the A-State Memphis game. Yeah. Uh, that That's cool. Hope we do better than the last time that I went to the Memphis game. Well, I mean, the team, they've rebuilt a lot of the team. Oh, yeah. This past week, I mean, obviously we went to Ohio State, who's ranked number three in the country. So that one kind of, it is what it is. Yeah. But, but, when we, this but is a we did better game. than I thought we would do. Well, and a lot of people thought that. Yeah, I mean, they showed a lot of heart. I, it was it was good, especially to have a young team. And yeah. you know, Coach Butch Jones, I talked to him last week. He's you know he's excited about the future, and, and we know Memphis. That's going to be a game because that team's been on the rise. Uh, and the idea that I mean, man, we crossed a bridge, and for for many of us, maybe you want to go eat somewhere. Like I'd probably do, I don't know, maybe like a Hattie B's or something like that, and then head over to the tailgate. Yeah. Like that sounds like a fun mm-hmm. day in Memphis. It's awesome. Plus, it's a it's a big time recruiting. It's time to. That's a that's a heavily recruited area. Sure, for a state. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's it, it's it's almost like a home game. It's perfect. Yeah, that sounds like fun. We've talked about going over there for mm-hmm. that too. So that's a state versus Memphis. That happens on Saturday, and that tailgate with the alumni association is going to start at three thirty and go until about five thirty. And the way yeah. Amanda was talking, there's going to be four hundred, five hundred people. Out yeah, there. and uh, it should be. I mean, that it's supposed to be beautiful weather, and it's close. We should. The way we travel to bowl games, we should we should pack that place. Yeah, let's head to Memphis. So that's happening on Saturday. What else do we have going on? Uh, let's see. Sunday, the St. Bernard's Advocates uh, Butterfly Release. That's an annual uh, event they do. It takes place at 2 o'clock at 1144 East Matthews. Uh, participants will release butterflies in memory or honor of a loved one. Proceeds will benefit the Flo and Phil Jones Hospice House. Now, that's a pretty event when they mm-hmm. do that. That's that really very is cool. Yeah. Also, the Craighead County Jonesboro Public Library will host the grand reopening of the Children's Library. Uh, the celebration will include snacks, special story times, and games. Um, you can call 870-935-5133 for information on that. All and right. then, let's see, getting into next week, um, the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas will host the Empty Bowls drive through yep. style uh, from – 11 to 1 o'clock. That's out at the food bank, out on one place, right. uh, off of Parker Way out there. Um, that's That looks pretty cool. The, the Lee Bryce Label Me Proud Tour. Yeah, that's next Thursday. Night. Um, that's next Thursday at 7 o'clock at the First National Bank Arena. Um, the District Fair starts next Thursday. Oh, my goodness. So, I didn't yeah. even realize we were that close to the fair. Yeah. A lot of Ooh. stuff starts happening in the fall. You know, it's you know it's September, right? It's it's snuck up on me. No. <laughs> I know, and like uh, we've been talking about, you know, basically by the time school goes back in until Christmas, this is the busy season for events. So yeah. it's always great to have you come in here and let you roast me a little bit. It's always fun, man. Oh, I enjoy the heck out of it, Ronnie. Thank you, you so you much. Hey, did you bring any uh, any barbecue today? I'm in a barbecue mood. Did you make anything? Oh, well, let's. No, no butt or anything like that. Oh, no, man, I haven't. Okay. No, I, I haven't been. I haven't had much time lately to sit back and smoke anything. You well, know, just, well, all right. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. Wait. Welcome to Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> it is not recreational. <laughs> So, and then uh, let's mention, too, that because we're talking about barbecue, the Downtown Jonesboro Barbecue and Music Festival is coming up later on this month, too. It is. And um, 
I think I think people are ready to to get back out and have some fun with that. So I think so too. Hey, you can always keep up with the events and the stuff happening in the community when you go and pick up an issue of Jonesboro Occasions Magazine. And it's Mr. Rodney Poff. So eloquently. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to remember to do it this time? I am this time. I forgot it last time. Well, I never know if you're going to be here, so now I've got it prepped. (laughs) And as Mr. Rodney Poff so eloquently puts it at the end of every Jonesboro.com event roster. Poff off. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is... Man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. He is Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, back with another edition of Wet Nose Wednesday. Good morning, Doc. How's it going? Hey, going great. Good morning. Hey, help me out. So, you know, I have uh, my favorite dog of all time, Murphy Lee. What the hook going to be? Uh-oh, I don't need no Murph and Hook on this beat. He's my Cavapoo, um, and uh, he's just now started to lift his leg. Why do boy dogs start that? That's just, um, you know, it's kind of hormonally related to their testosterone. It's a behavioral type uh, event that occurs because they are, you know, usually urinating, leaving their mark on something vertical like a furniture, you know, a table leg or a tree outside or a wall or something. And then other dogs come along and and uh, smell that, and uh, that's kind of how they mark their territory. So it's just second nature because, you know, like forever he was he would squat like a little girl. And it just seems like in the last mm-hmm. week, you know, I looked outside and he was starting to kind of hike his leg like he was trying to figure it out. Right, yeah. It does take them a few t- tries to get it get it, their balance right so they don't fall over on three legs. So last night I laid in the floor. A lot of times I lay in the floor right before bed and we play with each other and, you know, I'll tickle them and love on them and stuff like that. And then I noticed I thought he was gripping me to hug me. They do it. I'm telling you. But they he, do it. He gripped, no, he gripped me differently and started. I thought he was dancing with me, Kevin. Okay. Is this a part yeah. of the same hormonal change? That's kind of what's happening. How old is he now? Uh, he's probably nine months, 10 months. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's reaching puberty. So you better have the discussion of the birds and the bees with him. Son of Dr. A Reed, don't the dogs basically <laughs> imitate, uh, their owners? <laughs> yeah, right. They're, they, they observe. And a lot of times I've seen that happen. Yeah. No, they don't. So since Brandon sits down to pee, that's okay. probably why he's not lifting his leg. Okay. Here we go. More people firing at me today. I just thought that maybe, I'd listen, it's just, it's my mind. It's how it works. Oh, uh, yeah, your mind. Okay. It's a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> Moving on. Exactly. Hey, Kevin tells us what's going on and kind of educates us with our pets as well. Again, Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. Doc, what you got for us today? Well, this is kind of a fun thing. I don't know if you knew it. We're, we're halfway through September, but actually, September every year is Happy Cat Month, the whole month. It starts September 1st and goes through September 30th. Aww. And this was started several years ago by a nonprofit organization called the Catalyst Council, capital C, capital A, capital T, Catalyst. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helps to, their, their goal is to aim, or their aim to educate and inform cat owners about what they can do to make their cats happy and healthy. And, you know, probably, I think I've mentioned this before, one of my favorite all-time quotes about cats, and it's been attributed to different people. I don't know who really did it uh, first, but 
It's uh, God made the cat so that man might have the pleasure of caressing the tiger. Oh. And this is what this is what's interesting. A house cat's genome, their genetic makeup, is ninety five point six percent that of a tiger. So, you know, they really are closely related to, you know, their jungle cousins. And uh I think that's what makes them, you know, so fascinating to a lot of people is because you basically have a wild version, a, a smaller version of a wild cat, you know, a cat from the wild in your house. And they have some of the same behaviors and um, you know, so just how do you tell if your cat's happy? Well, there's there's several ways uh that, that we may not think about every day, but if you're if you have a cat or two or three and you, you know, purring, you know, that's one of the things that's kind of uh unique to cats. And that's we recognize that as a sign of as a cat being happy. Uh for the most part. And, you know, there are some instances when a cat purrs because they're sick or frightened or hurt. But, you know, if it's curled up next to you and it seems relaxed and that little motor in their throat starts up, mm-hmm. you know your cat's probably content. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times um, going right along with that when they're curled up and purring is the kneading of your, you know, take their front feet and they need your leg or your abdomen. And sometimes it's called making biscuits. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, they alternate, you know, and and of course that's kind of you know it's pleasurable, but you know my cat is terrible about getting his cat his claws cut, and you know that can they sometimes have those extended a little, which can make it a little more uncomfortable to the person that it's being done to. But right, uh, and that's probably a throwback just to the security when they were kittens that they felt, you know, when they were nursing and they were kneading on their mother uh, oh, to wow. stimulate milk production. So I think that's kind of a holdover. And a lot of times, along with that, these cats, when they're really relaxed like that, making biscuits, they may drool a little. And, you know, that's just a sign of happiness. You know, they're relaxed. Uh, probably the same thing occurs when they were, occurred when they were kittens and they were getting ready to nurse. Uh, you know, it's a parasympathetic nervous system response. It's you know, an auto, part of our automatic or autonomic nervous system. And it stimulates secretion of saliva by the salivary glands. So, you know, those three things, a lot of times they're, they're all three going on in tandem. And it's just, you know, you can tell your cat's happy. Oh. Uh, one of the other things, and if you if you observe the cat enough, one of the, their most endearing signs, I think, is their slow blinking. You know, they just almost purposely blink real slow. It's not a real fast just closing and opening of the eyelids. It's kind of like they're lazy and they they close their lids, they may stay that way for a second or second and a half, and then they open them slowly. And, um, you know, that's the, the cat's happy when they do that. Um, normal sleeping, eating, and grooming habits also uh, indicate they're happy. You know, it, it can be a sign of illness or stress if they start not using their litter box or they quit grooming themselves and they quit eating, obviously, you know, those, those are um, indicators that they probably need to be examined. And also, you know, playfulness and a friendly, curious attitude. They ought to be interactive with their environment. Uh, you know, they come up to you. They may have their tail held high, kind of in a question mark shape at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, they rub up against you. They may butt their head uh, on your leg or arm. And, you know, they're wanting some interaction. Um, so it's kind of neat that, you know, we still got half a month to celebrate uh, Happy Cat Month and, uh, you know, just 
make make a, a point to give that extra attention to your cat, not only during the month of September, but anytime. Oh, it makes me want to go get a cat today. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. It I don't sounds have so either. sweet. Uh, anyway, yeah, happy... I've got some available. Come on over. Oh, do you really? I'm going to mm. go get one for, for Leslie. No, don't Dr. surprise Reed. her. I'm going to bring her a cat. So I think you need a studio, a studio cat. Oh, a studio cat would be good. Oh, that would be kind of good for my nerves probably too because I'm very anxious. There's nothing yeah. <laughs> that will help that. Hey, Kai was looking up a thing. We went and picked up some street tacos last night. And on our way home, he's like, Dad, I wonder what it costs to buy a tiger. Uh, and he, he found online that you could buy a baby tiger cub for $7,500. But if we did that, Kevin, could we have it within the state of Arkansas? I don't think it's – I know definitely you couldn't have it in Jonesboro uh, and probably not the state either. That's pretty regulated. Uh, you know, there are there is that Turpentine Creek uh, Refuge uh, Sanctuary around Eureka Springs that they've actually, you know, got some big cats that they've oh. rescued or been surrendered to them from other people. Keeping. I know in Jonesboro there's an ordinance that you can keep a, a wild animal like that. Now, the rest of the state, I'd have to look that up, but, you know – and when I was growing up, and you know, I've always had a love for cats and dogs both. But I always thought, man, when I get out on my own, I'm gonna have a bobcat or a cougar. Yeah. And you know, uh, I learned soon that that's not a not a good thing to wish for because they're still wild animals, and they're you know they're they're not gonna do well in captivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have Plus a cougar. I have a cougar in the studio, and okay, she doesn't Brandon. do well in captivity okay. either. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all, he is the man you need. Yay! He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Uh, Dr. Kevin Reed, Wet Nose Wednesday from Vet Care. Find out more at vet-care.com and on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, if you want to come pick up this cougar, let me know, okay? Brandon Baxter. Unnecessary. Keep on turn. <laughs> we'll see you, man. Have a good week. Talk to you next week. Dr. Kevin Reed on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Family Zing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zing. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by Pat Farmer, who it's been a minute since we've had the chance to talk to Pat. Uh, She's representing St. Bernard's this morning. Pat, what's happening? Good morning. Hey, I'm just enjoying this beautiful morning in Jonesboro, Arkansas. How about you guys? Hey, we're doing all right in here, too. You know, it's been a minute since we've had the chance to connect. It seems like, uh, you know, COVID really did change so much about the events that happen around Northeast Arkansas. Boy, you said it. But listen, we are so excited about what we've got coming up um, in October. So most people know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, but what people may not know is that, you know, we need uh, we need to fight this disease. One in eight women will experience breast cancer in their lifetime. And, you know, if you stop and think about that, guys, that means me or, or someone you love or, or Kelly. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if we don't know somebody already that's been affected by breast cancer, we're going to at some point in our life. And so, you know, we're all getting together. We're calling ourselves the Pink Warriors. And, you know, we want to get together and do whatever we can to help fight this disease for folks in Northeast Arkansas. Well, and so I've known multiple people who have had breast cancer. Some some of those uh, people survived it and thrived after it. And, you know, I, I've actually, especially early on, I knew people who, who didn't make it through that. So it's all about raising the money and continuing to do the research and education and mammograms and all that. It's so important uh, just to be to be out front on that whole uh, situation, right? It, 
Absolutely, and awareness is key. You know, we we're out there in the community just wanting to let folks know that uh, you know how how important your mammograms are, and how important it is to have support if you're going through something like this. And you know, on October twenty second, uh, here at Health and Wellness, we are all going to gather so that we can bring awareness and support to anyone who has had to deal with this uh, disease. And so, yeah, we are inviting survivors to come out because, wow, we want to celebrate those women who have conquered this and and honor them and their fight. And so we're going to get together. We're going to have a parade. We're going to celebrate survivors. And then we're also going to have a 5K, which is so exciting because, as you said, prior to this, we are we, we haven't been able to have events where we can gather together. And so we're going to have a 5K. It's going to start here at Health and Wellness. It's going to go through ASU campus. Uh, you know, we're hoping to have over a thousand women and men and children, dogs, whatever you want to bring, <laughs> come and do this event because it's, a, it's such a great uh, um, cause. And so on October 22nd, we want everyone to come and, um, and help us celebrate the survivors and work for the ones that are still going to be going through this and it's easy to register all you have to do is go to gopinkwarrior.com and you can register it's only $30 and here's the great thing you know this used to be the Komen event right and the Susan G. Komen so when they decided that they weren't going to have an event in Northeast Arkansas St. Bernard's decided that hey you know we're not going to just let this go we're going to take it upon ourselves to have something uh, for this community so we get to keep 100% 100% of the profit, oh, wow. which is different than it was before. So 70% of our profits will go directly into our programs. The other 30% will go toward um, people who have uh, services that provide uh, care or support for cancer survivors. Uh, and we'll give you a grant. If you can apply for the grant and you want money for your services, we are here to help you do that. So just be aware you know, that those funds are there if you need help. So you know, the key thing is, is we need people to register. Mm-hmm. We want people to register as teams. So if you have a company or if you have a, a family that wants to get together, you can go online and register as a team. You know, dress up like, um, you know, make it fun, do it together. It's a great cause. And then you're going to get some really good exercise as well. So, you know, it's a win-win. Well, I've been to these events in the past, and I see the camaraderie that comes with these events, and I see how many people flock from all over the region to do this. And I think our key is just to let people know it's happening, and I think once we let people know it's happening, people are going to show up to help. Oh, absolutely. We're going to have people all along the route cheering us on. You know, we've got great sponsors. You know, Northeast Arkansas is such a great community when it comes to supporting these type events. If you have a company that would like to sponsor, we are still – uh, more than happy to entertain that. So, you know, just give me a call here at Health and Wellness. And, uh, but yeah, just the key thing is to get online and register, gopinkwarrior.com. Uh, you know, we're hoping to have a beautiful day like today so that we can all get out and just, and just enjoy being together and then obviously supporting a very great cause. Hey, it's always great to talk to you. And right before we uh, we dialed your phone number, I told Kelly, I said, you know, Pat's always a great interview. Uh, and, <laughs> and you kept that going today. You did a great job. Oh, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, and, and we appreciate your support. All right. So Pat Farmer, uh, part of St. Bernard's Health and Wellness, but the Pink Warrior Walk is going to be happening. And again, you can find out more at gopinkwarrior.com. Pat, have a great day, and we'll see you soon, okay? 
Thank you so much. Right, we'll talk to you later. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, we're joined this morning by Shay Nunn, who is here to talk about the 6th Annual Get Downtown Festival happening this weekend in Paragould. It's a two-day event, and it sounds like it's going to be a whole bunch of fun. Have you lost your mind trying to prep this? Yes, I have. I really, really have. It snuck up on me, and I, I, I can't believe it's here. But we're pulling it together. So, um, and the weather is holding out. I yeah. hope no rain in the forecast right now. So. The rough stuff. Like I had a piece of paper, and I was going to write down my notes and stuff like that. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't have enough room on my paper to write down <laughs> all of these notes because it really is. I mean, it's something for every member in the family this weekend in downtown Paragould. Yes, we start off Friday night with a block party from 5 to 9. Um, we're going to do our race packet pickup that night. We're going to have our beer tent out that night. Uh, we have two bands playing, and then after the bands get done at 8, we're going to show a movie in the street for the kids. Yeah, that's cool. It'll be really cool. Can we talk about the movie, or are we not allowed to talk about the movie? You know, I don't know. That's why I didn't say the name. I don't know what the rules are on that. Brandon, don't um, get her in trouble. friendly movie. Okay, we have yeah, the board, yeah. Shay, so let's not do that. Uh, so, so, again, live music is happening on Friday night, the movie in the streets in downtown Paragould. Uh, and then I was looking at Saturday, and really, you guys start the morning and go all day with, with events and music and stuff for the kids. Let's talk about what's happening on Saturday. Draw 5K and 10K at 8. Um, we're going to use our new trail that we have. Um, the race is going to take place on that. Um, everyone that runs in the race gets a free cinnamon roll because we're having a cinnamon roll contest. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So and then we follow that up with a kid fun run and a dog walk at 930. And then starting at 10, um, we have from 10 to 2. That's something new. Um, no, those are good. Oh, gosh. It goes good. Shay, it's your first one ever and you're in charge of it. Kids. <laughs> we, I mean, you know, it's, you get to get the kids close to stuff that they see on the roads, but they don't get to, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. We're passing out hard, little hard hats for the kids and, Aww. and, um, hopefully it'll be a really good time. Um, our kids pavilion starts at 10 as well. The kinders are kicking sets that people can come and do. Um, we've got a critter talk, a magician. I mean, we just have so much going on over there. So, well, And see, I love that, too, because as a parent, uh, you know, when I go to an event like that, I'm like, okay, so if I want to go and hear some music and, and grab some food or whatever, uh, what's Kai going to want to do? You know, because that's, exactly. that's part of the selling point. And you guys typically is with all these different events going on. Yes, it should be a good time. Hopefully the kids are entertained so the parents can have some fun, too. Yeah. No, that's great. And then, uh, I mean, when you look at the lineup of live music, you have great bands throughout the day. Yes, we start, we have two stages going. We have one stage down by 1812, and then the other one on the other end by Peak Fitness and Downtown Nutrition. Um, those start at 11. We alternate stages, so every hour that, mm -hmm. until 7 o'clock, which is when our main act goes on, on our main stage, which is in the parking lot across from the crossing. Yeah, and I was just there. That's where I did my event the other night. Together we foster. So, again, this is all happening in downtown Paragould. It's Friday. And I think the deal is, obviously, this is great for your community. But at the same point, this is a great way for Paragould to show off to people who don't live in Paragould, right? Yes, we had a great turnout last year. So when, and there was people from all over. I mean, we had people from out of state. I don't know what brought them there, but I'm glad they came. Sure. <laughs> and uh, 
I'm hoping that we get even more people this year. So so if people want to grab some more information, because I think we live in an area where people go, oh, man, I wish I knew what was happening. I wish there was stuff to do with the family. Where can people get information on the Get Downtown Festival? So we have a Facebook page, Get Downtown Festival, and then we have a website, which is the GetDowntownFestival.com, and all of the info is on there. Or you can, you know, always call me. I think my my number's on the website. I think oh. I was through the short straw. So. Shay, who does that? that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've been fielding calls and everything. So it should be a good time. Again, it's happening this weekend, the Get Downtown Festival in Paragould. Shay, best of luck, and uh, let us know how it turns out, okay? Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, don't forget we have a podcast. If you only get to listen for a little bit of time every morning, you can listen to us all the time when you have the podcast. Go back and listen to thousands of episodes of the show that we've done. Yeah, I mean, really? Yeah, so you have all that stuff. The full archive is up as well. All you have to do is go uh, wherever you get your podcast and search Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Kelly Perry. What's on TV tonight? It's a big night for The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. The fifth season premiere is tonight, so I know a lot of people are excited about yeah, that. That's big. Season finale of Password with Jimmy Fallon. The season finale of Master Chef. The seventeenth season finale of America's Got Talent. Also tonight on Jimmy Fallon, Little Big Town, and Kane Brown will be hanging out with Jimmy Kimmel. Oh well, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.